0: Praise the Lord today. Everybody got the victory. If you don't have it after all that, you're, you're in, you need help. Praise God. Maybe professionally. Glory to God. That was good. I was afraid Pastor Scarlett was going to preach my message. Uh, but that's okay if she wants to. Amen. Uh, turn to 3 John 2. Again, those that are watching by internet, we always welcome you, and it's always encouraging to see your comments and uh, your responses that uh, that we get to read after the fact, and uh, those are just always encouraging. That you know, we're not we don't want to be doing something just to be doing it and be wasting time or energy or effort, but uh, or finances to do it cost us a little bit to put it on on there. You know, we pay some kind of a the subscription for that to do it the way we want to do it without all these ads and things that they add to it. So um, we're just uh, uh, wanting to make sure that we're touching lives through this. And I believe we are because we're getting responses. And then uh, they'll show us, Facebook and YouTube both show us the numbers of people that have watched the program and have responded. And, uh, and then sometimes we get offerings, uh, through the internet, so we thank you that you that are watching, and maybe you've made this your church at home, and that's okay too. Praise God. Um, all that, all that, good things. Uh, I'm a I'm a disaster at announcements, that's why they don't let me make them. I can do about two things: play the keyboard and and preach. That's about it. So that's all they let me do. That's, that's a good, it's a good thing. All right. 3rd John 2. I'm going to preach today on abundance. What does the Bible mean by abundance? Amen? Um, and uh, if you've ever had a lack of abundance, you know how much you appreciate it when you have some. Amen? God God uh, supplying your needs and Not only that, but above and beyond so that you can be a blessing to the work of God and a blessing to your fellow man. Hallelujah. So, you know, if everybody's destitute, we're in trouble, aren't we? And, uh, somehow there's been a message of that there's some virtue in poverty. And, uh, uh, obviously that a person who says that has never seen or experienced real poverty. Real poverty, uh, and, or, you know, is the downhill happens, what leads to hunger, and hunger, if not answered, leads to starvation and to death. And I have seen uh, people with not enough to eat, and I have been in those situations, uh, especially in the third world. And uh, so there's no virtue in poverty. Uh, and besides that, Jesus came, he said, uh, and we're going to read this in a minute, he came to give us abundant life. He didn't say he came to show us how to suffer so we would follow in his footsteps and suffer along with him. No, he suffered in our place. There's that that's a whole teaching that would be good to do sometime as a substitutionary work of Jesus. What he did, what did he do in our stead so we wouldn't have to? Amen. Anyway, let's read 3 John 2. 3 John, the second verse. Beloved, I wish Above all things, wow, that's a—that's quite a statement, isn't it? This is number one. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. So there's uh, Pastor Scarlett especially has done an excellent job through the last uh, couple of three years here teaching on the prosperous soul. What does it mean to have a prosperous soul? So if it's if it's at the same time that we're um, to prosper and be in health as our soul prospers, then we what we'd want to know well what does it take to have a prosperous soul? Amen. Now I believe you start with a prosperous soul by being a partaker of the divine nature of God. Amen. You start with salvation, and then uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a help. To the pros- the soul prospering. Amen. And all those good things, everything the word has for us. So really you start with, like with everything else, you start in the word. Amen. You get a foundation of God's word, and that's where your soul prospers. So you can see this is a great scripture. <laughs> and, uh, we've mentioned it quite a bit, cause it says above all things. So there's, that's a, that's a priority, isn't it? And you know, if you have, if you have abundance in everything, abundance of, and I, I always add to it abundance of favor, abundance of grace, abundance of health, abundance of, of, of whatever you need financially. Amen. Then that you have what the Lord wants you to have. Praise God. Now look at John 10. Y'all getting anything out of this? Amen. John 10, in verse 10. The, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. So if you have something in your life that's, that's uh, stealing from you, and killing you, <laughs> and uh, trying to destroy you, it's not from God. It's not God. Now, you get, you get your theology straight right here, it'll help you. Um Amy Simple McPherson said that her theology was very simple. Good God, bad devil. <laughs> Amen. So if something evil is trying to happen, you don't have to say, now is this the Lord trying to get my attention? Is this the Lord trying to teach me a lesson? Is this the Lord trying to show me who's boss? All that stuff that we've been taught uh badly in religion but in true gospel ministry and bible ministry you won't find that talk amen so this says that the devil is the one the thief the devil is the thief the lord's not the thief you know if you lose something let's say you lose something uh people have lost their homes they've lost their fi- their businesses they've lost their finances and uh again be careful that well, I don't know. The Lord's in this somehow. He's trying to show me, you know, something. Uh, some blah, 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 blah. bibbity, bobbity boo uh, No, that would be the thief. Like, you could read this and understand it. Amen? It's not God that's doing these things. It's the devil, and you need to identify it. And you need to rebuke him and, and tell him to take his hands off of what belongs to you it's already yours whatever you need is already yours it's got your name on it preach pastor but jesus said now you notice at the end of destroy there's a there's a colon and the, there's a colon there it means that you got to read what comes after or you don't have the whole story Well, we've identified the thief, we've identified the devil here, but let's identify Jesus now, and he's the one talking. This is red letters. Hallelujah. The Baptists love the red letters. Amen. Rightfully so. I am come that they might have barely enough oxygen and one molecule of air no i I have come that they might have life, and they that they might not if he would have just said, "I have come that you might have life, that would have been good we could we could take that and live on that, but he kept talking, thank God might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly he could have said abundantly, but he said more abundantly, amen so let's. Claim and walk in what Jesus is and who he what he has for us. Uh, the abundant life in Christ is more abundant. That means more. More what does more mean? More means more. Amen. You remember from the uh from the musical Oliver, he's a little boy standing there. He says, I want more gruel to eat. And the headmaster says, more, more, you want more? You know, it's a big problem. He might have been a member of the first evangelical church of, you know, wherever. Because that's almost the way some Christians act. When you say, I want more, or I want higher, or I want better. Well, you know, it's the same—it's that same spirit that's in, that's in that musical, of the head of the orphanage. Beating up on a little boy because he wants more gruel to eat. Who wants more gruel? That's, well, you're hungry when you'll eat the gruel and want another bowl. I'm not quite sure what gruel is, but it doesn't sound exciting. I guarantee you one thing, it's not grits. <laughs> and it's not cream of wheat and it's not oatmeal. It's something, it's something worse than all that. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. I love it that he says that we might have it more abundantly. So I'm going to just claim that. You do what you like. Amen. And it's like Pastor Scarlett said, you know, if you don't like what somebody else, uh, I heard John Abenzini say one time years ago, he said, you can't judge, uh, another person's need. You can't judge that. Well, what do they need with that? What do they, how come they have to have those kind of shoes or how come they have to drive that kind of car or, or, or whatever? How come? What's the, Or live where they live. What's the deal? Well, the thing is, you can't judge another person's need or even desire or where they're at in faith, where they're at in life, what their life demands. You can't judge that by what you're happy with. And people do that. They feel very self-righteous saying those things. Well, I don't know what anybody needs with that. I mean, I'm content, you know, with then fill in the blank, whatever they have. Well, good for you. Yay. Let's bake a cake and pop a balloon <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you're the judge to set up the the ceiling where everybody else should live and everybody else should do amen i had a i had a pastor friend of mine well he wasn't really a friend actually after what he said i don't know if i wanted him to be my friend uh, other than you know christian love The bare minimum is demanded so that you don't go to hell, I guess. (laughs) Some people would sit right on that line, don't they? Wow. (laughs) They sit right on that line of, I love you with the love of the Lord because I'm commanded to. And that's it. There's no fuzzy feelings here. <laughs> I don't I don't want to get in trouble with God, so I forgive you and love you, but that's it. Don't. <laughs> We're not gonna eat a donut or anything. <laughs> but I, I preach at this church. So this is a word of faith church. The guy had a he was uh, you know, from the same Bible college as me. I won't say the name of it, but it's in broken arrow, it's got a faith shield on the roof. <laughs> And uh, so, uh you know, I, same Bible college, same upbringing, same hear, hearing the same messages. Well, I, what I got out of it was John ten ten, praise God. And I also understood you can't judge another man's need. Well, anyway, some pastor I won't say his name, but a pastor out in California, his congregation, it was a big church, you know, they all got together and bought him a Rolls Royce. Can you imagine a beautiful Rolls Royce? gave it to him as a gift or all he he built the church from nothing up to what 30,000 or something or more. And so they they thought you know if we give it to him he's going to sell it <laughs> put the money back in the church so they put uh his initials in the door handle so he couldn't sell it very easily. And uh, he had to drive it at least for a while. Well anyway, this preacher, this guy I'm preaching for, I'm preaching for his church. And uh he his car I don't mean to be unkind but his car is a Chevette praise the lord you know that's wheels nothing wrong with it both sides have been bashed in it was he had redesigned it with two accidents he had a concave uh it was the concave model of Chevette and uh you know we rode in it kind of bumping along in that Chevette and in the Chevette he brings up this preacher with this expensive car and he says to him, he says, you know, he says, I don't know what he's doing with that. Why does he need that? He said, I don't think he deserves that. Do you? And I said, cause it kind of made me mad. I, cause what business is it of his? Did they ask him to help pay for it or anything? No. Why does he care? He says, he says, um, well, I don't. I don't think you know, I don't think any. He said I don't think he deserves that. I don't think any preacher ought to be driving something blah, blah 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 blah. He's just mad. Well, <laughs> I he said, "What do you think?" I said, "I don't think he deserves legs to walk to the bus." He said, "Why, brother David? I mean, that's I mean, I don't like it, but boy, that's a little rough." You know, uh, he thought I took it way too far. I said, and neither do you and neither do I, but Jesus, God's son took our place so that we're worthy to be heirs of God and join heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. And I said, so what is it to you? Well, obviously I wasn't invited back there because he was mad at me. But you know, I like my daddy used to say to me, you can get glad as fast as you got mad. Praise God. Just get over yourself. Glory to God. And I like what Pastor Scarlett said, you know, somebody's blessed, you, you rejoice with them. Amen. And, uh, I've had, I've had people, I've had, I I remember I was driving this car one time in Tulsa. Praise the Lord. And, uh, God's holy city. And I was driving a car and it was worn out. Everybody, anybody ever have a worn out one? I had a worn out automobile and the, the, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was on its last i guess you wouldn't say leg would you if you got a leg under it you know you got a problem this car was on its last tire last wheel and it was per- looking pretty rough and running pretty rough and felt pretty rough i kept it spotlessly clean you can imagine that but i i just uh, I, it was time you know it was time for something else and a friend of mine in the ministry in Tulsa, he went and bought himself a brand new Corvette. Corvette? A Cor- who needs a Corvette? A Corvette. He brought it and drove it up to my, to my driveway, parked it next to my vehicle. I thought of some bad names I could name it. Well, that would be mean. And, 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 and not. you can't say those words in church. You really shouldn't say them anywhere. so that car so here he is and it's a convertible and he's got the top down and his hair all pushed back like he's you know Rock Hudson or somebody he drives up (laughs) in this Corvette and he goes look at my new car (laughs) and I'm believing God for a car and mine's still not manifested and here's his manifested in the driveway and I'm going to tell you what, I forced myself to be happy for him. Because, you know, there's that that old mully grub thing. You know, well okay, who do you think you are driving up here like a big shot? He went from the dealership straight to my driveway. And he goes, Brother David, he said, I got this new car. I wanted, to sh- I wanted somebody to share my joy. Would you ride in it with me? We'll go around the block <laughs> a time or two. I said, Yeah. Yeah, what it's wonderful. Your voice gets high, you know. And I got in the car with him, and room, off we went in that wonderful brand-new Corvette. You know what? I learned a lesson through that. I started praising. Two things I learned. I started praising God for him. Praise God that he was blessed enough to have that and enjoy that. And I said, Lord, I'm in the same way. I didn't want a convertible Corvette, but, you know, something else I wanted. And I said, praise God, and I believe in God. And did you know, too, I learned a lesson that if you're cursing what if you're cursing what you have, you're not in faith for something better. Is this helping anybody today? And I started blessing the car that I had. I said, you know, Father, I thank you for this vehicle. The one that I wanted to curse, call it a bad name. I said, Lord, I thank you for this vehicle. I'm going to start taking better care of it and I'm going to start thanking you for it. And I'm thanking you for the next vehicle that's going to be nicer and better and newer and more dependable. Because I had to have something dependable. We're out on the road, you know, preaching. And you can't run the risk of breaking down. And I said, Lord, you know, I thank you for that. For that, And I, and, uh, I started changing my whole attitude towards the whole thing. Amen. That That's part of prosperity, too. Did you know that part of prosperity is being grateful and thankful for what the Lord's provided for you? All right. I hope you're getting something out of this. Praise the Lord. So, you know, you don't have to be mad at anybody for anything. You just decide, you know what, and if you, oh, I don't understand. Well, it's, maybe it's not your business. Praise the right. Lord. Okay. All right. Look at second. Now we're going to get into the good stuff. That was the hors d'oeuvres. Now we'll bring in the. Main course. Just want you to see that it is God's will for you to prosper. Now, there's some people that just stick their heels in the mud. and They're not going to believe in prosperity and say it's not part of the Bible. But I guess they just rip that page out. And um, but I don't know why somebody would want to cheat somebody else from a blessing. Amen. It's like, you know, maybe there's some thing that's preached in the church that's uh Part of it that that we believe and preach and you say, well, I don't I don't I don't like that. Well, fine. You have the it's like wear a mask or don't wear a mask. Right. You have an option to not like it, but you don't have to infect everybody else with it and try to cheat somebody else from receiving the blessing like somebody. You know, there's people that do not believe in divine healing. They do not believe that it's God's will to heal all. And if you're not careful, you get a whole anybody ever talk to somebody like that and you're talking to them about healing, and they'll talk you out of your healing. They'll say, well, I don't know. It's not always God's will. You just have to be willing to accept it. Well, it looks like to me, it doesn't matter with that theology. It doesn't matter if you're willing to accept it or not. seems like God's shoving it down your throat. And I don't believe that's the nature of our Father, loving Father God. Just shove something down your throat, whether you like it or not. All right. Don't everybody shout at once. And... Cause chaos in here. Calm down. Second Corinthians 9-6. Now, Jerry Lee, let's put this up in the classic amplified. Second Corinthians 9-6, and we're gonna read down a ways. As far as, see how far we get. <laughs> now, I, I, before we read this, I want you to note that the writer of this, is Dr. Grace and Righteousness. Because, see, there's this erroneous teaching with grace teaching. Praise God, how many know I'm a grace preacher? This is a grace church, a faith faith church. It's not either one of those. It's a gospel Bible church. But included in the gospel Bible is grace and faith. Amen? And we believe in both strong concepts. Because one of our main scriptures that we stand on is... Is Ephesians 2-8. We're saved by grace. People say, well, I don't like any of that grace business. Well, forget salvation then. You can't be saved without grace. It's a gift of God. You can't earn it. You can't do enough good works, uh, help enough old ladies across the street, give to the Red Cross enough blood to buy your salvation. It's, those are good things to do. But that's not, we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace. It's a gift of God. Praise God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. It's all by faith, too. You have to receive it by faith. People say, can you prove the Bible? I'm not going to try to prove the Bible. The Bible and the, it is all about believing. It's all about choosing, isn't it? To believe what's there. But can you prove that, uh, you know, the, those walls at Jericho Stop. In the name of Jesus, it doesn't matter what I can prove or not prove. I don't even, I never get involved in those conversations because A, the Bible says that the natural mind, natural man cannot understand the things of God. Amen. If we get in the natural with it, try to get too logical and over into scientific proof of this and that. There's those people that argue that and prove those things. Go to Barnes and Noble, buy all the books you want, knock yourself out. I'm not going to get involved in that because my whole thing is faith in the Word of God. And I choose to believe. Praise God. All right, so the guy that wrote this is Dr. Grace and Dr. Righteousness, who gave us the revelation of grace. And so there's some teaching in in, in grace circles, if there's such a thing. Kind of there is. That, if you put forth any effort at all, you do anything you know uh, as a work that you're not in grace anymore and that you're in dead works and you're you're not in faith, but this is Paul writing about sowing and reaping all right okay, it's like I've hit a nerve or something, but there are there are there are there is teaching today. Choose your words, David. You never know who's watching. There is teaching today that is questioning it, whether sowing is necessary. All right? Maybe some of you have seen some of that. Sowing is necessary. And under grace, that was under the law. We're under grace. You don't have to sow. But this is Dr. New Testament here <laughs> that wrote this. I, I, I just wanted to point that out. All right? Remember this. In other words, don't forget it. So maybe we can forget if we're not reminded. Here's a reminder. A friendly reminder. (laughs) This. Remember this. Colon. What are we going to remember? He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. If when you put in your tithe, you put in your offering or you give in general in life, if you're doing it because you're mad, I mean, you're mad, here's the time, Sheriff. I hope that preacher does something good with it this time. I've seen that attitude, too. People just mad. Well, God bless you. Here, Let us know how that works out for you, because according to Scripture, uh, you're not going to get it back very easily either. God always wants to give it back to us, our investment. I, I like to, I choose to look at it as an investment, not a, well, there's a tithe check. That's gone forever. No, why don't you use it as an investment into your heavenly bank account? Amen. Which can help you here. You don't have to wait until you get to heaven. Let me see my ledger. No, it's, <laughs> you got a ledger here that's working for you. Don't everybody shout at once. See, we already took the offering, so this isn't an offering booster. There's no refund, so don't imagine. All right. He who sows generously. Generously. Everybody say the word generously. See, you need to start confessing that about yourself, even if you know deep down inside you're kind of a tightwad. Um. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes the way you change yourself, because you, you want to be all. How many want to be all that God wants us to be? And sometimes you'll find yourself fighting on the inside. You ever, anybody ever been there? Honest enough to say that? Amen. And it says, he that sows generously. So I, I'm going to start saying, I'm a generous sower. I'm a generous sower. I sow Generously. I give easily. I'm generous and open-handed in life. Amen. Not going to, what do they say? Uh, get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the can. <laughs> he who sows generously, and look at the motive, that blessings may come to someone. Praise God. Now, we believe in being blessed ourselves as the giver, But also, our goal should be to be a blessing to somebody else. Praise God. And we'll also reap generously, and wait, there's more with blessings. So it's not only getting back open handed and generously back to you, but then there's some added bonuses. All right. Now, um, Verse 7, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart. I encourage you as church members and believers, I encourage you to pray about your offerings. Pray about your giving, amen? Set it aside early in the week. You know, you don't have to wait till Saturday night, you know, or Sunday morning or while they're passing the plate, decide... But you can make a purpose to say, you know what? I purpose in my heart, I'm going to, I'm going to pay the tithe, but I'm also going to give. And you can purpose in your heart how much it says. Purpose in your heart, you you purpose in your heart what you want to do. I encourage you if you've never given beyond the tithe, I encourage you to start doing that. There's a blessing for it, and uh, some even if you start with two dollars. Or five dollars or round the numbers up to a little to up. You know, it costs you eighty five cents to round the number up. Praise the Lord. And just start just going over the line a little bit. Yeah. You can't out give God. You can't beat him giving. He'll 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 get it back to you with interest. And not the kind of interest at the bank pays, which is point whatever. All right. Dear God, help us. Don't get me started on bankers. Let each, if you're a banker, God bless you, but I'm just saying. Let each one give as he's made up his own mind, purposed in his heart. Not reluctantly, or sorrowfully, or under compulsion. I don't like gimmicks. You ever been to a meeting where they just pulled a gimmick to receive an offering and you just feel like, ugh. I've actually put money away. I was going to give, and they kept talking too long. I finally put it back. I just thought I feel like I'm getting arm twisted here, and I don't want to be arm twisted. Is this is this an offering or an arm wrestling competition? What what's the prize? You know, I don't. Okay. God loves. He takes. Look at this. For God loves, takes pleasure in prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful joyous prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving wow that's a powerful scripture folks mark that down read it tonight read it tomorrow I believe if you would read that every day this week you would find uh, you know a, a a revelation and refreshment there. Amen. And be encouraged in your giving. If you've given and you feel like, well, I've given and given and I feel like I'm not really getting a return on my giving like the Word says, I'm a little discouraged. Keep going over these kinds of Scriptures and encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Word. Okay, let's go to the next verse. And God is able... Who? the federal government, Wells Fargo, rip you off ink, whatever. God is able to make all grace, what's included in grace, every favor and earthly blessing. Wow, look at that. Every earthly blessing. Come to you barely dripping off faucet Showers of blessings we plead. Mercy drops round us are falling. No, come to you in abundance. So that you may always... How often? Well, Brother David, this is just not manifesting in my life. Well, alright, keep saying that and see how that goes. Or, you can change it. And start saying, this is what I confess. Folks, I confess that I've been confessing this for 40 years, maybe longer. And uh, I, I believe I'm living in it. Amen. You can live in it, too. Uh, come to you in abundance so that you may sometimes, and under all circumstances, unless there's a recession, and the gas is too high, and the groceries are too much, No, so that you may always, everybody say always. So many absolutes. That'd be a good sermon. What are the absolutes in the word? Never and always. You know, they say if you're fighting with your spouse or whatever, arguing that you should never say never. Don't say never and always because it's it's both exaggerated. You always say that. You always go. Okay. I'm the only one that's ever had that. Not, 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 not scarlet knife. So that you may always that's a strong word, isn't it? Always. Always and under all. how many? What does all mean? All means all. All circumstances. Do you see an asterisk? See footnote below with the following exceptions? Call Morgan and Morgan, LLC, you know, da 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 disclaimer. Do you see any disclaimers? Always, and under all circumstances, and whatever the need, whatever, whatever is a good word too. Whatever, well, Pastor David, this is my need. Okay, whatever. The need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough. To require no aid or support, and furnished in abundance. Furnished in what? Abundance. For every good work and charitable donation. Amen. All right, let's keep reading. As it is written, he, the benevolent person, say out loud, repeat this, I'm a benevolent person. A benevolent person. Amen. Amen. Scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure how long? Forever. Imagine, you're a part of a chain of 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 existence to help other people be a blessing as long as God desires there to be life on this planet. Amen? Next verse. And God, who provides seed for the hoarder, Seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifest itself in active goodness, kindness and charity. Let's keep reading. Thus you will be enriched. Whoa. In all things and in every way. In all things. Enriched. Not just. Touched in the spe- Lord, if you can't feel it, just touch it, you know. I've heard that. Thus you will be enriched in all things and in every way. In all things and in every way. In all things. Well, I have a- I need a new lawnmower. Well, praise God. There you have it. I need- Whatever. Amen. Enriched in all things and in which and in every way of that. Praise God, I'm excited. So that you can be generous. Because, you know, if, you, if your needs are met and everything's good, it's easier to be generous, isn't it? Because you don't feel like you're maybe restricting yourself in some way or having a creating a new problem by trying to be generous to someone else. Has anybody ever wanted to do more than you were able to do? I, I have, and quite frequently, you know. You have to watch me. I'll go to a meeting and you know I'll empty the account or something for the offering. I have to I have to listen to the Spirit because I want to be generous. But you can almost be generous to a fault. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, don't just be crazy. But at the same time, uh, you can decide I'm going to be generous. I'm going to be a part of the solution, even if it's a dollar. I'm going to be a part of the solution. Woo! I believe I'll, I'm preaching to the choir here. I'm going to start serving coffee up and down the aisle. <laughs> Wake up everybody on Sunday with uh, like, you know, laced with something. I don't know. What is it? With shots of something. What do they call it? Uh, Yeah. no tequila shots though. I'm no. not having that. That'd be yeah, that would be a different day, wouldn't it? You're uh so that you can be generous. I love that, that. So you can be enriched. You will be, you will be, not you could be. Uh some people get this. You will be enriched in all things and in every way so that you can be generous amen and your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to god let's keep reading for the service that the ministering of this fund renders does not he's taking an offering what he's doing for the work at um macedonia and the christians there are suffering and uh and being persecuted, and so he's raising an offering to take to them to uh, to help them at their hour of need. So this is his offering pitch here. Praise God. <laughs> All right. For the service that the ministering of this fund renders does not only fully supply what is lacking to the saints, God's people, but it also overflows in many cries of thanksgiving to God. Praise God, everybody's getting blessed on this one. Because at your standing of the test of this ministry, they will glorify God for your loyalty and obedience to the gospel of Christ, which you confess, as well as for your generous-hearted liberality to them and to all the other needy ones. Two more verses. And they yearn for you while they pray for you because of the surpassing measure of God's grace, His favor and mercy and spiritual blessing which is shown forth in you. In other words, you can see it. There's manifested glory here. Now, he says, finally, praise God. Oh, my Lord, I'm five minutes over time. Mm. Now, thanks be to God for His gift. Capital G, who's that referring to? Who's the gift? Jesus Bible tells us, Paul again, writing in Romans, if he freely, if he gave us Jesus, will he not freely give us all things? Well, I don't know if that really means things. Well, what does it mean, Einstein? If what you're believing for is a thing, it's there it is. All right. Now thanks be to God for his gift, capital G, talking about none other than Jesus Christ. That's why it's capitalized. It's a person. You can worship God and and you can worship and and, and give glory to the name of Jesus and say, I worship you, gift, because his name is gift. Isn't salvation a gift? But now listen, salvation is a gift. But we act like, you know, we've heard our whole life, the plan of salvation, as if we got offered a plan that we signed up for. Listen, it, it's not a plan, it's a person. Salvation is a person. Sal- salvation is the work of a Savior. Not, a, not I don't really like plan. I get it, I know what that means. Please don't come explain it to me after the service. I got it, but I'm just telling you that it's, it's 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 kind it kind of misleads us a little as if we're signing up to join, you know, the country club or something here. All right. So it's not just a it's not just a program in other words what I'm trying to say. Salvation is not a program. Salvation is a person. All right. Gift precious meaning it's priceless. You can't put a price on it. Beyond telling, it's, it's pr- thanks for this gift, precious beyond telling, his indescribable, inexpressible, free gift, capital G. Gift and grace are the same thing. Grace is a person. Praise God. So people that say, well I'm into grace and they're living like the devil, they're not, they're not into grace. I don't know what they're into. They're into foolishness. Because grace is Jesus, and 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 He even prayed in His His famous Lord's Prayer, "Lead us not into temptation." Jesus is not going to lead you into temptation. Grace, if, if Grace say, "Well, I now that I got this grace message, I'm going to live like the devil." Well, you're crazy. You understand? You need uh, medication or something because. You're, you're nuts. You've lost your mind. And and people that preach that kind of thing, there's something really wrong there. I don't know. They're hiding something. Just hide, hold your breath. It'll come out. But um, praise God that salvation is a person, gift is a person, and grace is a person. Amen? And it provides all that we could ever need, want, desire, or imagine. And go beyond that, because then if you add, I'd get excited. Ephesians 3.20, blessing to it. I'm doing my hands like Mike Lindell with the pillows. But wait, there's more. You know, he's thinking, what is abracadabra with these hands? I want him to sit on his hands and talk. This pillow, this pillow is the best pillow that you've ever had. But wait, there's more. But that's how I get excited about the word. Ah, wait, wait. There's more. Ephesians three twenty. Should we look at it? Just two seconds. How many want to see it? Can we see it in the ampli- classic Amplified? Sister, Charlie, thank you. Now to him who, in consequence of, so you 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 know. You know, this is dangerous for me to read this because I want to preach it for the next 40 minutes, but I won't. Now to him who, would buy in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do a super, see, we're talking abundance. I'm going to put this on top of all teaching on abundance. You might as well just put the whipped cream, nuts, and cherry on top. How many know that makes a better Sunday? Superabundantly, everybody say these words, superabundantly, far over and above above. (laughs) all (laughs) that we dare ask or think. Look at infinitely, infinitely, everybody say infinitely, beyond our highest prayers, highest desires, highest thoughts, highest hopes, or highest dreams. Wow! That's a lot, isn't it? Amen. Sometimes It's mind-boggling. When I read that, I can't even hardly go there. But we're going to go there, in Jesus' name. Let's lift our hands and thank God for the Word today. Thank God for this encouragement. Lord, we want to walk in all that you have for us. We don't want to reject any good thing, any blessing. We want to... Receive a blessing and be a blessing, not at the same time. In Jesus' name, Amen. I'm going to pray for those watching by internet. And you're here. If you're here and you have a need, put your hand wherever you have a physical ailment, a problem. Jesus will touch you there in that same place. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those that are watching by internet. I speak a word of healing today. I thank you, Lord that they are healed from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, according to Isaiah 53. In the name of Jesus, I take authority and I say that blind eyes have to open, deaf ears unstop, lame legs walk, cancers, tumors, growths, and other problems disappear and fall away in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for healing circulatory systems, respiratory systems, Uh, Those that are fighting dementia and mental uh, challenges, Lord, I thank you for your healing power, your restorative power in the name of Jesus. Be healed and whole. Those that are being tormented mentally, I, I take authority over that in the name of Jesus. Satan, take your hands off of God's property. Leave people alone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for any, I hear the word harassment, that somebody's being harassed. In the name of Jesus, I command the harassment to stop in Jesus' name for it to cease and desist. Thank you, Lord, for abundance for all that are watching. Lord, I thank you that you are able and you are doing a great work in the area of material needs and finances in Jesus' name, supplying that that is. We give you glory and honor and praise today in Jesus' name. Let's lift our hands up and praise Him. Thank you for watching on the internet. God bless you. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you today. We thank you for the word. We thank you for truth in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you. You may be dismissed.